क्लास प्लस बिजनेस बीटीएस विद मुकुल रुस्तगी हाय एंड वेलकम टू बिजनेस बीटीएस विद क्लास प्लस एक्सट्रीमली हैप्पी टू वेलकम वन ऑफ आर ओल्ड फ्रेंड्स निखिल कपूर हु इज अ पार्टनर एट स्ट्राइव टेकिंग आउट स्वीट 15 20 मिनट्स फॉर अस टुडे इवनिंग and yes coming straight uh, to learning from nikhil how early investing looks like uh, nikhil uh, you are one of the rare people who have uh, who have turned from an entrepreneur to a partner at a vc how like would love to know how is life very different what are the most different aspects from being a startup founder to a vc partner no uh, thanks thanks mukul for for having me this uh, it's awesome to to be doing this um i think on your question it it really depends on like day to day but i would say just less fires to fight <laughs> like as an as a vc versus versus a founder i think as a founder everything hits you hits you pretty roughly right like all the troughs and all the peaks are also like excessively uh you know filled with adrenaline I think as a VC you learn to sort of you know all the waves sort of combine together to nullify the impact because a company would be doing like amazingly well but uh, you know at the same time you must be fighting fires in another company so it all sort of neutralizes yeah but I think uh, on the plus side right like it just also means like a lot of new products to build uh, a lot of consecutive problems to solve and you know i am an engineer by training similar to you so engineers we like solving problems right <laughs> and that's what you teach people also how to solve problems <laughs> so like i think that way i'm i'm a perfect example of somebody who likes doing that on a daily basis yeah got it but uh, so help help the people who are uh, viewing this so a lot of people don't really know how a vc really evaluates uh, and let's say manages uh, their investments so just just to shed a light yeah. because every founder has the right to know this right and so many founders could do so much better like if they had this uh, knowledge uh, out there with them so can you help us uh, uh, can you help share whatever is comfortable to you on how do you evaluate a company uh, when you do so and how deep do you really go and when i say you i mean very early stage investing which is probably seed stage or sometimes even like uh, it's 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 a tech based idea or it's even a pre prototype right so how what are the since you don't have traction or let's say uh, early long data to look at it um, how do you actually go about it and how deep do you go about it yeah yeah no all good questions and i think um, as with anything it, it really depends on case case to case uh but why don't we take like an example of class plus itself right like sure, so sure. i think in yeah like in the case of class plus right like i remember meeting you in that cafe in khan market right and you know you walked in like this you know you were already busy on your phone you were taking some sales calls like even as you were walking out and you know even first impressions the first like 15 20 seconds like they matter a lot you know i could see like how much great like how much tenacity you had towards building building class plus right and how much you believed in it right like it just comes out that passion that energy 
So I think the the energy and the passion and the aggressiveness like that that is key. And you know many founders miss this. Uh, but in the end, your every VC that you talk to, you probably have only you know 30 minutes with them to impress them. And your job is in the first 30 minutes to get them to the next step, which is okay. Let's begin, right? And then from there on, you have to convince them during that next 32 minutes to one hour. And then you know it's almost about time that they should be giving you a term sheet properly, right? Especially in the seed stage, right? So it's just these one two hours. And if you know that day you as a founder you're not on the top of your game, then you might lose out, even though you might be like the best company to walk on the planet, right? So going back to Class Plus example, you know you walked in, you gave in a terrific pitch. You know I still till this day I I tell people like I love it when. you know you just took a sheet and a pen and you just started like no deck no nothing you just drew it out and you you know you know just pitched that way and like that became like a very very new way for me to receive a pitch so anything new anything creative anything passionate like that really catches our attention on a founder personality basis right and then of course you always have to think about the business right like and when we think business it starts with market right like always it's about the market how big is this um if this becomes successful will it be like massive right because if it's not massive then you know at the time of exit it doesn't really move the needle for the funds right so yeah. for a vc for the outcome to be to be great like you know your company needs to be operating in a massive market so we op- you know understand the market and then after that we look at the business model can we really make money even if it's not making money right now will it make money at scale right and then what has been proven so far in terms of momentum right and that you know momentum can be seen even without you know coming up with a deck right like even if the founder has not come up with a deck but they've talked to you know the five key people that you need to be talking to to be able to build that particular business and just getting access to those five people that can show momentum right so momentum is always a it's an equation of how much you have achieved divided by how much time have you spent achieving it right and we try to evaluate both right so you know if you have spent like a year operating the business and you don't have much traction to show for then it's like very low momentum but you know within a month if you manage to achieve a lot then it shows like very high momentum so with you guys like you know you already had like hundreds of coaching institutes you're only been operating the business for maybe less than a year till when we met right like and that was great momentum right so we really loved it so i think market business model momentum checked out and we did it <laughs> assuming that this 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 way of evaluation would matter or differentiate uh from different stages of the company so probably how you evaluate a company at a seed stage is it very very different from how you evaluate it at a later stage or it's just slightly different with the macros being very consistent yeah i well you know what like as a fund we used to do series a long ago and now we're doing very much everything seed and personally i feel there's not too much different difference between seed and series a right i think it's still a pretty much a founder bet and a market bet and it's just some people get more comfort with a bit more data and some people can get comfort on that momentum equation and business model equation like you know with less data 
So I think that's the only difference. Like, how much risk appetite do you have as a as a person, and how much are you willing to, you know, let the let the dice roll and and give you your odds. But I think beyond that, Series B, Series C, it becomes a different ball game, right? Like, you can't walk it walk to a tiger and just pitch like an idea, right? Like, you need to have significant sort of growth. You need to have revenue. You need to have business. You need to have a solid team. Right, like everything else comes together. So I think series B onwards, like things start changing. But till then, it's pretty much the same. No, I, I agree. I've seen both those stages now. This uh, <laughs> drive to yes, good afternoon. Uh, help me with this. Uh, and uh, talking about strive and early investing. Um, so I remember you you placing a huge amount of trust in the B two B space. uh while the majority of the market was actually very inclined towards a consumer facing thing right so uh, and although i understand that might be a strategy difference uh, but why were you super bullish about uh, b2b in the first place forget forget education forget class plus forget everything but in general you seemed a little more uh, bullish about that um during that phase 2 3 years back so uh, talking of early investing how do you actually form a thesis over a segment which you have to continue and live with for the next 7 to 10 years yeah uh so i think there there are two reasons one is personal and the other is more external uh the personal reason like i come from b2b background right like all my life you know i've been either a saas founder or a saas builder or i've been sort of you know selling Uh, for my own company right like so i understand like the whole p2p journey like building the product you know delivering value selling uh, and selling to a business like on an enterprise right like that's something that i'm able to wrap my head around so that's the personal reason um and you know as a vc it's always good to be playing to your strengths right uh, that you know impresses founders like you guys to to take a leap of faith on us even when we are taking a leap of faith on you right and you won't take my money if i don't understand your business through and through right and can add some value to it right so i think that's that's the personal side um as for the external side i think 3 years ago and even till this date like i hold hold true to this i personally feel like india is not ready for the consumer journey and you know i i might get bashed for this like everywhere right like especially consumer vcs they'll they'll definitely bash me for it um but i still feel like we're not ready like i think the the depth of the market is is not there yet on the pure consumer side um and it's still very very expensive to acquire these customers like you know online um versus i think the businesses actually you know they're the they're the drivers of the gdp of of you know our country in india um as well as most emerging markets right um so i think the key to to unlock value at least in the in the next 5 years for now um maybe after 5 years i change my mind but at least for the next 5 years i feel the key is still you know with the with the smes in in the country um you know and that sort of seen in a lot of these scaled up companies like even though they're their top line is great i think their their bottom line is not that healthy right and even for public market 
companies you know that are going public now um we are see, seeing like the same sort of uh, saga right so i feel we're still a bit far away from from that point maybe in 5 years we catch up to the global market sort of standards in terms of gdp per capita and just the very fundamental basics of you know consumer internet uh beyond which we can we can start looking at consumer internet as well yeah and um speaking of this uh and i think a uh, controversial one there's <laughs> not a controversial one uh it it's it's something which is not out there uh, and that does not get spoken a lot but it ha- it has happened since ages right uh we obviously see uh, tons of uh, companies applying for that uh, uh, and making themselves look the best bet for that segment or that position where we see would want to place money in right you essentially have probably tens and hundreds of companies fighting for that uh, uh, one chance to raise capital from somebody great uh but what is on the other side like if you find a great company and so for for the benefit of everybody uh, who's who's here listening uh do you also fight over deals uh and how do you navigate competing markets right so you mentioned how you evaluate uh, founders on different parameters uh, and choose them but uh, talk us about your incidents or when you have had to face a very competitive uh a deal where you find a great set of founders a great set of market and uh, here let's just speak about it uh, what happens on the background in those cases and then how do you win if when you have to win that yeah yeah i mean look firstly <laughs> we like to take a bit more contrarian bets right like um, or at least that seem contrarian at least when we are investing in them and so as a result like we don't see too much like shoving of elbows right like um but we have seen a fair share of it right and especially right now the market is like just crazy uh you know the good teams the good founders the good businesses people are willing to take the bet on it right and the top tier funds in india they're very large now um and you know throwing a million here and there like it's very easy for them right and they all want to operate in the seed stage which is a bit funny like you know these funds like their global counterparts they don't operate in the seed stage right like you don't see a sequoia or an axel leading a seed round of a million dollars in in like the us right they leave it for micro funds right uh but in india they're still fighting for that you know 1 million 2 million 3 million sort of round even though they have a massive fund of maybe 400 500 million dollars right maybe a billion sometimes right so it is competitive um i think the way we are able to differentiate or let's say come along with them into into certain rounds right uh the reason for that is when when we are able to showcase value to the founders right and that happens when we stick to our our guns we we focus on the areas that we really understand so you know going back b2b is is a sector that we understand but even within that you know saas is something that we really understand and within that like dev infra is something which is sort of a specialty for us right so whenever it it's the time to for a dev infra company to raise whether or not they reach out to us uh, initially but if we end up hearing about them and we end up chatting with them 
they realize that you know we are the kind of people that they need to bring on board because we have seen similar journeys in other companies and we understand truly what they're building and we understand the gtm we understand the pms product market fit right so because of this we are able to squeeze in sometimes we are able to outcompete like some of the bigger funds um and sometimes we are just able to work alongside them right and a lot of times we lose the deal also <laughs> so you know it's okay we we can lose a few deals it's fine right like we don't have to win every deal um and we also want to work with people who who see value in us uh, and who want us to to be on the right together with them because that's when like you know it's a symbiotic relationship um and in the next venture or whenever their people leave to start companies their vp engineering leaves to start their next company then you know we are the first call right so it's a virtuous cycle and we have to always be there for these companies right no so so uh, you've told me the exact incident separately with the last thing that you mentioned actually happened it was exactly the vp of engineering so cool uh, super thanks for that uh, so as a as a next part uh, for the next 120 to 150 seconds nikhil i'll just shoot you some uh, uh, super concise questions and would accept expect a super concise reply probably 5 to 7 words or lesser and yeah so let's try to do that past thing right um uh, sunil so uh, q1 um what is the what is your record for the fastest time in which you have said yes to a founder from meeting to term sheet what's that fastest been and you can like keep the company name to yourself that's not a problem but yeah, like, like what's that time span mean yeah i think 12 hours got it so you said so you have offered term sheet to somebody within 12 hours of meeting that's one yeah one um one fun uh, company uh, yeah, and i want to change that to like one hour <laughs> it'll happen sooner or later i think um with the times we are entering i think it's bound to happen sooner or later um one company and i'm pretty sure you would have a large anti portfolio where my second question actually comes in everybody has an anti portfolio mm. but yeah. one company that you really think that should not have been in your anti portfolio but it is in uh it is in your anti portfolio and you're free like if you want to describe and define how your anti portfolio yeah, looks yeah. like like do that for the audience yeah my whole team knows this because i think i talk about it probably once once a month <laughs> uh it's misho <laughs> like God. we we looked at the deal like you know at the seed stage I really liked the founders like you know we went over and over it I was I was too young at that time and I relied on others other VCs thoughts uh and realized and you know they dissuaded me from doing the deal and ended up being a massive company and we could have made like a solid return on that one yeah I think that personally a big fan of uh, what they've done um I think uh, my uh, like I, i'm a fanboy of that company because uh, for for me misho has redefined two three things like one the kind of impact uh, that's supremely large uh, they've redefined how distribution can be done in india that's uh, second and third is how uh, the commerce choices of the hinterlands of the country are so different and they would have remained un- underserved if something like that was not there so personally a big fan and i'm happy to admit that on 
I hope Vidit is hearing this. He's a friend, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> no, still, still a fanboy of Mishu, right? Uh, third thing, what's the funniest slash strangest thing that has happened to you or you have seen during when somebody was pitching to you? <laughs> oh, can funniest slash strangest thing? Some we some founder would have probably said to you or told to you or like did something in the pitch to uh, probably woo you over. <laughs> I think founders have been like pretty pretty sensible around me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> But there have been times when people have like, you know, joined the call like half asleep. <laughs> like but you know, kudos to them like they were probably like slept like, you know, only 2-3 hours and you know, slept late in the night. This is usually ha- happens with devs like they sleep at like 5 or 6 a.m. and then, you know, they have a 9 a.m. schedule and like they realize like 10 minutes into the into the call that oh they haven't like joined the call and then they join like completely right? <laughs> like straight from the break that's the weirdest thing that we have seen so far but i wish that changes like maybe somebody's dog jumps on them or some some funny stuff happens <laughs> not yet okay fourth thing like if you are a company where you are 100% convinced on data but you are not feeling the gut sense about it versus a company where there is hardly any data or you are not really You don't have a large data set, but you are 100% convinced on the cut fee. As a VC, which one would you choose? And why? Always the cut. Always the cut. Yeah. I so think we, is... we rely on our cut. Yeah, like a lot more than data. Yeah. Especially as, as you know, seed stage, early stage VCs. So if, some, if, yeah. you, if you write to How somebody do... that we found you, we found your traction early, that's a lie. Right? Right. <laughs> traction early is the biggest lie that we see we see sale people call me uh, the attraction <laughs> of me successively in every round so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh like i i i have made it a point in our firm to never write to somebody these two words you're too early for us i'm glad that it's changed like we we are not allowed to say that yeah we are not allowed to say that Yeah. that's super cool uh, being on the other side I can really tell you that's the most confusing thing because as a founder you don't know what to do because <laughs> because there are so many variables it's two then it's early and then it's for us so there are three variables in that single line right? uh, last question um, uh, and this this comes again uh, very personal to uh, only and only about you what is that one misconception or presumption presumption about a vc partner's life that most people out there in the world would think but is not true i think people think vcs have a lot of money like personally but that's not really the case actually like i think only vcs who have been in the market for like 10 20 years they end up making enough money uh most of the vcs like you know we don't we have like if you are a part of a big fund maybe you have a decent salary but like you know as a small fund like ours micro fund you know 30 to 100 million dollar kind of funds we don't have so much money for management fee we spend most of it on you know the the team um 
and we are supposed to eat into the carry and by the way we are also supposed to put money into into the gp commitment right which is which is sometimes way more than like what you are ever going to make on on salaries with this with this fund right so actually we are like donors into the fund rather than the other way around so you might think that hey you know this fancy fancy guy like probably making a lot more money than me like it changes a lot the moment like a company scales which happens very quickly and yeah. like the vc is still sitting there and probably scaling their fund after after years <laughs> that's super honest i know that but so it's super honest and super brave for you to say that on camera and for everybody who's watching this no i think nikhil this has been superbly fine superbly fast superbly fine and uh, i liked it and thank thank you for uh, uh, coming on the camera sharing whatever we spoke about with a bunch of folks who will view it today and a bunch of folks who will view it one year down the line and a bunch of folks who will view it this until eternity so thank you for sharing that and for whoever uh, wants to hit up nikhil uh, His email is nikhil.kapoor@stripe.vc, or you can like just reach out to him on LinkedIn. Super responsive, been knowing him for the last three four years. And yes, I like since we are going uh, uh, off the cam, like off the uh, first session. Uh, just a fun fact: Nikhil also passed us once before he invested in Glassbox. So I don't think I know it. <laughs> so I think yeah, just finishing that on a light note. And take care, Nikhil, and thank you, and see you all in the BTS with Glassbox. sometimes soon again bye bye hey thanks a lot mukul for having me this was amazing yeah